This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. All righty, welcome to the show. Good to have you back this week. John Scholes here and our good pal, Lior Samfiru, employment lawyer. And you want to reach out to Lior anytime, by the way, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And you can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the website, which will teach you everything you need to know to uh, meander through your work life, well-equipped with your workplace rights and knowledge. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And outside the hour of the show, 1-855-821-5900. Welcoming all of our uh, good friends and listeners, uh, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver. If you reside in one of those three places, you are tuned in. We're so good to have you along for the ride for the next hour. You have a chance, though, to call in and be part of the show. Ask your questions. Don't be bashful. Don't hesitate. Something you're going to ask is probably wondered and uh, pondered over by thousands of others listening. So you're doing everybody a favor. And, hey, you be part of the show. Get on air with us, and uh, let's have a chat again. one 399 is exactly how you're going to go about doing that on the show today. So, Bring it on toll-free. We're ready for you. The main topic in just a bit is going to be things that your employer probably doesn't want you to know, but we don't care, so we're going to tell you. That's on the way here in just a bit, but we always start with the week that was. Pal, what do you got cooking? Probably going to get some some hate mail from some employers <laughs> after that, but that's okay. Hope so. As you said, we don't care. We're going to tell that's it the right. way it is. Uh, and I'm glad to be back here, of course, to talk about employment law and to tell you all the things you need to know about your rights. You have rights. And how important are those rights? We spend so much time at work, more time at work than we do anything else. And I think everyone should know uh, their rights, should be aware of their rights, and should understand what to do if they're facing a workplace problem. Most people don't, but if you're listening to the show, if you're a, a regular listener of ours, maybe you even see us on TV sometimes, well, that's great. You'll learn, you'll know what to do, and that's the point of the show. So if you have a question, Maybe your week that uh, just ended wasn't a great week and you want this week to come to be better. No problem. Let's talk about that. Let's make sure that we're answering your questions. There's no bad questions, only answers, only solutions. So we want to make sure that we resolve that issue, whether it's constructive dismissal, wrongful dismissal, harassment, discrimination, you name it, we've got you. But to start us off, a couple situations that came across my desk over the past week. I spoke with a gentleman who had, uh, for the past five years, uh, worked in construction, uh, operated some heavy heavy equipment, heavy machinery. Uh, been doing it, as I said, for five years, never had an issue, worked hard, tough job, uh, but very recently, unfortunately, got into an accident and work. His fault, he uh, made a mistake, was uh, uh, not as careful as he should have been by his own acknowledgement. And as a result of that, the, the equipment he was uh, working on got damaged. You know, these are expensive pieces of equipment. So I understand that the damage is, you know, substantial, probably a few thousand dollars. And uh, he was called into his uh, boss's office uh, right after and was let go on the spot. Company says, we're letting you go for cause. You cause this damage, a lot of money. We don't want to see you again. Out you go. Sent them a record of employment. And that was that. So he called me and he was kind of a bit sheepish because he said, listen, I, I did make this mistake. It's my fault, but I still want to know if there's uh, something here. So here's the thing, John, and I, and I hope you know where I'm going with this, but mm-hmm. yeah, he made a mistake. Clearly he did. He should have been more careful, but that's not the real question here. The real issue is whether or not that mistake that he made is enough to result in a termination for cause. And the answer to that is, well, no. 
Actually, absolutely not. It's not enough. One incident is never going to be enough, almost never going to be enough to be a termination for cause, certainly when it's not deliberate. It's an accident. It's not a good thing. You should have been more careful. But it's not enough to get the capital punishment of the employment relationship. So, no, it's not grounds for a termination uh, for cause. If his employer wanted him to be gone, they wanted to let him go, fine. But they have to pay him severance. It's considered a termination without cause. So, even though he made a mistake, John, yes, he's owed severance, easily six months severance or more. And there's another aspect here, construction. I bet you anything his employer thought, well, we wouldn't have to pay severance anyway. He's in construction. Mm -hmm. Construction doesn't get severance. Wrong. False. Yes, if you're working in construction and you lose your job, of course you get severance. You get severance calculated in the same way as everyone else, based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So that's not correct. That's false. That's not true at all in any way, shape, or form. So very important. Just because you make a mistake doesn't mean it's caused. You still get severance. And of course, construction, like like any other job, you're not excluded from severance. You have rights, significant ones at that. How many times have you been through this scenario with employers just jumping the gun, pulling the triggers, you say, way too fast on a termination, thinking you know, they've done one thing, I can let them go without severance, off you go, have a nice day. Happens all, You must get weekly, dozens of these uh, phone calls and emails, right? That's right. Absolutely. Get that all the time. Get that all the time. And, and just because you made a mistake, and I understand the employer being upset. I get that completely. Uh, you know, I would be as well. But that doesn't mean that you, you bypass the laws that we have. The appropriate thing is if either you let him go and you pay him severance or you say, well, I'm giving you a warning. If this happens again, there's going to be other repercussions. You build up a case. But to, to go from zero to termination for cause, it just doesn't work that way. And again, guys, anytime, like right now, you can call in, join the show. We'd love to have you on with us. one 877 399 9898 one 877 399 9898 so we're talking now, as you said, John, about some things that your employer may not tell you. Well, forget about may not, won't tell you. Mm -hmm. Things that your employer may tell you the opposite. But we want you to know the truth. We want you to understand how the law works. So even though your employer may not tell you, it's okay. We're, we're, we've got you. We'll tell you. And a good place to start, as John just said, is with respect to temporary layoffs. You better believe that your employer is not going to tell you that they can't lay you off temporarily. In fact, they're going to tell you the opposite. Yeah, yeah, it's a temporary layoff. We're going to put you off work for a while. We have a right to do that. Well, no, that's false. They cannot. Your employer does not have a right to put you on a temporary layoff. The law does not permit that. In most cases, that is considered a termination of employment. Your employer cannot just make that decision. You, in fact, the employee, have the decision to make at that point. You can accept that layoff if that's what you want, fine, and wait and see what happens. Or you can decide to consider that a termination of your employment and say, no, I'm not waiting. Uh, I am not accepting this. This is not okay with me. That's a termination of my employment. Call that constructive dismissal. And one of the reasons you want to do that is because if you accept that layoff and you go back to work months later when they call you back, well, now you've given them the right to do it again. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I said, they can't do it. Well, Guess what? If you let them do it once, they can do it again and again. So your employer is not going to tell you this. I assure you they're not going to tell you this. 
but you just now found out that your employer cannot put you on a temporary layoff. If they do and you want to consider that a termination, just call me. The only other way they can pull that off is, you know, from the outset, if it's part of an employment contract when you start working, right? We have the right to temporarily lay you off, blah, blah, blah. It's got to be in that language, though, right? So let me kind of put it this way with respect to an employment agreement. So we have a bunch of laws when it comes to employment laws, right? We, we have a lot of protections. But the law also says, listen, we're dealing with adults here, right? So if you want to give up those rights, well, in many cases, we're not going to stand in your way. And that's what often an employment agreement does. It says, well, you know, we have these rights, employees, but we're going to take those away. For example, we're going to agree that we can lay you off temporarily. So your employer doesn't have a right to lay you off temporarily, as I said, unless you sign an employment agreement that gives them that right, gives them that power. We'll talk about employment agreements more a bit later, but certainly very important, that document. If you're starting a new job, if you're asked to sign an employment agreement, you have to understand exactly what you're agreeing to. It's not just about how much your salary is or how many weeks vacation you're getting. There could be many things in that agreement that are important for you to know. So keep keep in mind that that temporary layoff is just one of them. Something else here, your employer doesn't want you to know, but we'll tell you for sure is your employer doesn't just get to decide whatever it wants when it comes to the terms of your employment, right? Well, your employer is going to say, hey, I'm the boss, I'm the owner. I can decide where you yep. work, how much you mm-hmm. work. I'm, even, I'm going to decide your hours, your shifts, et cetera. I'm the boss. Well, no, actually, not so fast. Your employer can maybe decide that at the outset, but once you have your hours, your shifts, your job, your pay, your employer can't just change that. Your employer yeah. can't just decide, well, you know, you used to work nine to five. Now we're going to have you work uh, nine to eight, or we're going to have you work afternoons or nights. You can't do that as an employer. That results in a constructive dismissal. Now, an employer does have some leeway to make some minor changes. But when it comes to significant changes, those are not allowed. You, as I said before, can consider that to be a termination of your employment and get your severance. So you can absolutely say no. You can't be fired for cause for saying no. Your employer can't just make whatever decision they they want. There are going to be consequences. And with that, we'll take a uh, phone call here again, toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. We'll get to Dan, who's uh, pay, uh, waiting patiently. Dan, what's going on, pal? How are you today? Oh, hi, Lior. Good afternoon. Um, Good afternoon. Yeah. Anyway, so I was just wondering, I work for a lumber company in northern Alberta, and I've been constantly held back from advancement because apparently I have an attendance problem. And you know what? All of my attendance is backed up by doctor's notes. And I was actually, I had a meeting last Thursday with them, like, we're going to discuss your attendance. And that was the parting shot as I left the room. And I was just wondering, like, can I be terminated for having doctor's notes? No, you absolutely cannot be be terminated if there's legitimate medical reasons. But what an employer may often try to do is to say, no, no, we're letting you go for other reasons, Ah, business reasons, restructuring, whatever it is. They're not going to say, well, because of your doctor's notes. And oftentimes what we have to do is to find out the real reason. It's like, well, you know, it doesn't make sense as restructuring because there's no restructuring. You're the only one being let go. So it has to be something else. And if we can actually tie it to a medical issue, to to, uh, something that your doctor said, well, then we're potentially looking at a human rights violation. It's illegal. There could be significant consequences. So make sure that you provide doctor's note, do exactly as you're doing. Uh, and if, if you are criticized about that, 
so let's say you're called into a meeting and you're told your attendance is terrible. Make sure you follow up with an email saying, you know, I was surprised that you said that because, as you know, I have this medical issue. I've provided a doctor's note. You want to have that in writing that these things happen because they'll deny it. But if you yeah, are, I'm not a clairvoyant. I can't. I can't decide when I'm sick. What's but that? Yeah, I was just off for. I was off for a whole week, and I'm going back on Monday. Yeah. And yeah, there's buzz around that I might get canned. So. Well, if you get canned, if you are let go, call me, okay? I'll make sure that we deal with that properly. It's it's an issue of severance, but also a human rights issue. You cannot be let go because of your medical issues. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. All righty, we're back at it. Thank you so much for sticking around. Yeah, you still got plenty of time to use that phone number. Get on air. Ask your questions here with Lior. 1-877-399-9898. When we're not doing the show, of course, you can watch us on TV. Simply go to employmentlawyer.ca the media tab it'll give you directions and uh, places to catch past shows uh, both radio and tv and the website which is really important for you to know about and uh, use called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca it will give you all kinds of information the stuff we talk about on the show and it'll give you free and anonymous access to what we call the severance calculator over two million of us two million canadians have used this particular calculator uh crafted by leor some time ago so it'll tell you exactly what it says it'll tell you what your severance should be the correct number in a uh, matter of a few seconds, just go through the uh, the questions and uh, and you're done. Turn off your browser and nobody knows you're there and you've got the information anyway. But here and now, bring it on. one 9898 to ask your questions live on air. We are talking about the stuff that your employer doesn't want you to know. They're not going to tell you, but we are. And this one is always a, uh, a, a huge uh, bone of contention and misinformation. That is, you're not really an independent contractor. A lot of people don't know that, Lior. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of employers may actually be confused about this. I, yeah. I oftentimes spoken with employers when I told them, listen, this person that's working for you is actually an employee. And they look at me and they they shake their head and in, in, in disgust and say, Leo, you probably didn't learn how to read in law school because <laughs> look at this piece of paper they signed. It says that they're an independent contractor. What's the problem here? Well, not so fast. It doesn't actually matter what piece of paper you signed. It doesn't matter what the company you work for says that you are. It doesn't matter how you pay your taxes. Uh, it doesn't matter even if you have a corporation uh, that you've incorporated. None of that matters. What matters is the reality on the ground. Do you act like an employee? Do you look like an employee? Do you work for one company and do what they tell you? And, and uh, are you integrated within their company? If you are then you're an employee. It's as simple as that. That means you've been misclassified. In my experience, John, I've been doing this a very long time, spoken with thousands and thousands of people. Most people that that think and, and believe that they're contractors are actually employees. The law considers them to be an employee. And remember, you don't decide if you're an employee or a contractor. The company that you work for doesn't decide. The law makes that determination. Based on you know the, the the relationship between you and the company that you work for, and why is it important that we know if you're an employee or a contractor? Well, an employee has employment law rights. A contractor doesn't, which means an employee has rights such as overtime pay and vacation pay and minimum wage and of course severance. An independent contractor doesn't have those rights. 
So if you've been misclassified, you really are an employee, but you've been treated as if you're a contractor, you have the rights to all those things that I said, especially if you lose that job, you're owed severance. Here's a common scenario, John. A company has an independent contractor, quote unquote, really, but they've misclassified the person. They let him go and they say, well, you're not owed anything because you're a contractor. Goodbye. Well, in fact, if that person has, has been misclassified and they're an employee, they could be owed up to two years worth of severance. So, yes, chances are you've been misclassified. And by the way, we've talked about the severance calculator. We have another tool that allows you to find out if you're an employee or a contractor. Go to the same website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Click on the independent contractor tool, answer a few questions. It's going to tell you, are you an employee or an independent contractor? You've probably been misclassified, so keep that in mind. And what if someone's saying, yeah, but Leor, you know, I, I get what you're saying, but, uh, you know, the boss and I are pretty tight. We're chums. Eh, we both agree that I'm a contractor. We don't have a problem with it. Yeah, well, her majesty, well, actually, his uh, majesty, uh, his royal yeah. highness, <laughs> Uh, uh, the, the king may, may have a problem with that. And the reason for that is, well, if you're not paying your taxes properly and you're getting deductions you shouldn't be getting, well, there may be consequences. CRA may knock on the door and say, not so fast. There could be uh, fines, penalties, back taxes, and you're going to care then. So you don't want to do something in violation of the law ever, certainly not going against uh, tax laws. Again, guys, toll free to get on air, one 9898 Let's slide over and grab Jeff. Get Jeff on the line here. Hey, Jeff, thanks for taking the time today. How are you, pal? Hi, how are you guys? Good. What's on your mind? Um, I worked at a company where I was uh, the head porter in the automotive industry. And all the porters, I had 60 porters in 10 years that they hired and fired or quit. But in that span of time, three or four porters got promoted ahead of me, hmm. and I stayed in the same position. And Jeff, why do you think that was? I wouldn't have a clue. Well. So, so from a legal standpoint, it, it would be illegal if the reason you weren't promoted is for a discriminatory reason. So for example, if they didn't promote you because of your age or your ethnicity or a disability, well, then it would be illegal, it'd be a human rights violation. But if they didn't promote you because, I don't know, they liked someone else's uh, shirt better on, you know, being ridiculous, then at that yeah. point, it's not illegal. So discrimination is, anything else really isn't. Uh, so so yeah. you understand where I'm going with this? Yeah, and I also had, when I just before I left, I had a car accident, and they fired me. How long ago was that, Jeff? Uh, that was last August. Okay. Well, let's talk a bit about that. How long did you work there for? Um, over ten years. And what about severance? Did they pay you severance? Um, I don't know if they paid me severance. See, we used to get our checks by email, and I didn't have a, a cell phone. So, Jeff, you, you weren't part uh, of a union, were you? No. Okay. Well, you could easily have been owed as much as a year's severance. doesn't sound like you got that. You would know if you got a year's pay. So here's what I want you to do, because we have to go on a break now, but I want you to call me at the office. We'll give you that number right now. You could easily be owed a year's pay. And because it happened last August, you still have time to deal with this. So don't sit on your rights, Jeff. Call me at the office. 
Let me find out some more information and get you the compensation that you're owed. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And welcome back to it. So good to have you sticking around for the show. You got to have some time here to call in. Let's get that conversation going. Anything you've ever wondered about your workplace, your workplace rights. Now is the time to vent and get some answers toll free right here. one 399 Thank you, Ron, so much for hanging through the break, pal. How are you uh, this afternoon? What's going on? Uh, I'm not doing too bad. Uh, hey. The snow is keeping me from my work, but uh, yeah, <laughs> well, it, it's going it, to, we're not going to deep freeze for an extended period of time. So uh, I'll probably be back to work by Tuesday. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I think I'm a duck. Uh, right. You know, yeah. walks like a duck, talks like a duck. That's it. But uh, since '82, uh, I've had the relationship uh, with my friend and employer that uh, I'm a subcontractor. You're not. I'll tell you right now, '82. <laughs> uh, you know, that's a long time. That's 40 years. Uh, you don't work for 40 years as a contract. That's just not possible. Well, I, I ran my own uh, business as well, okay. separate, without penalty. Um, and I also worked for another company uh, by happenstance, uh, another friend of mine, and uh, all three companies have a relationship. Um, I, I don't choose where I go to, all right, um, uh, as far as work goes. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I don't make the appointments, uh, et cetera. So uh, I am an employee. You're an employee. And listen, you, an employee can have more than one job. There's plenty of people that have two, even three jobs, right? Uh, yeah. So, so you, yeah, you are an employee. And, and you know, it's going to be very difficult for anyone to say that somehow you're a, a contractor uh, over, uh, over 40 years. So what that means is this, that for for. 40 years or at least for a part of it, uh, you've been misclassified. So there's some concerns here because if at some point you get audited and you've you've been doing this for 40 years and you've been fine, but if you or the company at some point get audited and that happens randomly and you know it can happen tomorrow or maybe it never happens. But if it yeah. does happen, there could be some issues with CRA. They could go back a number of years. I forget how much it is. If it's seven years or nine years or something like that. And, and there could be some problems there. Uh, but you also have certain rights, like overtime and vacation pay, et cetera. Like I said, you may decide not to pursue it. Oftentimes, where people in your situation where, where they say, well, I'm going to leave it be because I don't want to rattle you know, the cage too much. But you at least you know that if at some point you are let go from this position, you're going to be owed severance. And that's definitely going to be no less than two years worth of pay. No less than that. It could even be more after 40 plus years. So, yeah, wow. yeah I, I have very... Uh, I'm very yeah, I, can, I can use that money to, uh, to, to pay uh, uh, all the uh, GST payments or something. Well, you oh. go. Yeah, so yeah, you're, you're an employee, my friend. And so at least you know, and what you do with it, I'll leave to you. But if you okay. if you ever want to talk to me more and and you know have a plan of action as to how to deal with this, uh, call me at the office. Happy to chat. Okay, thanks a lot, Leo. 
Thanks, Ron. Appreciate it, pal. I'm going to leave you off with a uh, number to reach out if it ever uh, comes down the pike that you have to have that conversation. one 821 5900 Again, for you as well, one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Interesting call. I mean, Ron, that, that might be a record for one of the longest employees yeah. at a single job we've had is 40 years for sure. And like you said, it's, you know, I think you kind of nailed it at this point, even if he is missing all these years of you know, possible overtime vacation pay, He's pretty tight. I mean, is his boss, for lack of a better term, is is a good friend. He might not want to rock that boat, but just having that knowledge that you gave him, I mean, if things all of a sudden for some reason go sideways between him and this guy, I mean, there's money owing there, and now he knows how to capitalize on it, right? Well, and, and it could be as simple as, you know, the, the friend saying, you know what, I'm planning on retiring, so I'm going to mm-hmm. let you go. Nothing bad, just retiring, which is fine, except that friend is going to owe uh, him a bunch of severance because he's an employee. It's going to happen at some point, probably. So he should know that. And you are taking a risk. And listen, he's been doing this for 40 years. So I'm here talking about risk. But, uh, you know, you know some people. I know some people that have been audited by CRA. And I know many people that have not been. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of the luck of the draw. And it's a question of how lucky do you feel and how what's your tolerance for risk? Uh, it is risky to do that. And, uh, you know, if CRA is on to you at some point, they're not going to be happy about it. And with that, we invite you to make that uh, phone call anytime as well. You still got uh, lots of time here this hour to chime in and toll free 1 877 399 9898. Bring on your calls. We're ready to talk to you. I got lots of, lots of space for you. In the meantime, though, we're talking about things that your employer probably are not going to tell you, but we will because we don't care. That's what we do. We aim to inform you each and every week. Next one is this. Obvious one, you are, you definitely are, I can almost say with, you know, 99% are owed more severance than what you've just been offered or going to be offered, right? Absolutely. And this is kind of an easy one for me to say, because the vast majority of cases, the severance that you've been offered is less than what you are owed. And certainly your employer is not going to tell you that. Your employer is not going to say, you know, hey, here's your severance offer. And by the way, it's not good, (laughs) right? They're not going to tell you that. Uh, they're going to, in fact, tell you the opposite. Oh, it's great. you, yeah. you got to sign this because it's such a great offer. You don't want to miss out. Wrong, yeah. false, not at all true. In the vast majority of cases, well over 90% of cases, severance that's been offered is less, a lot less than what you're actually owed. And John, I'm not talking about, well, you know, I was owed 10 months. They offered me nine. That's not good either. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you're owed 10 and offered three. So. Yeah. Be, the, be smart. Do the right thing. Call me. Go to our severance calculator, which you can find at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, uh, and, and do the right thing. Because once you're uh, accepting that severance offer, uh, you can't go back. You cannot go back. And every week I get calls from people uh, that, uh, accept, that accepted those packages and realized after the fact. That wait a second, I made a mistake. I, I used the severance calculator and I realized I was owed an extra $35,000 and they call me. I can't help you at that point, unfortunately, once you've accepted that offer. And yes, I know it has a deadline. Most, if not every severance offer has a deadline. You got to accept this by Friday or Tuesday or whatever it is. And you're going to feel that pressure, but that's all it is. It's a pressure tactic. So don't worry about it. Do the smart thing, do the right thing. Your employer's not going to tell you that your severance offer stinks. I'm telling you that right now. one 399 Let's get Don on the line. Don, thanks so much for uh, taking the time today. How are you? Hi there. I'm doing great. 
Howdy, Roy. I, I think I got a new job for you. It's the head of a union that makes $70 million a year and charges $105 in union dues. So I when accept. people get fired yeah. or laid off, <laughs> but they could actually get a severance package because the, apparently their union just threw it into the wind and said, no, it doesn't matter. For whatever reason, you're off. You don't get anything. But anyway, I gave them your yeah. phone number and stuff, but I think I'm going to have to hold their hand and, and, and lead them to the trough. So, <laughs> but um Anyway, so, yeah, but my goal is to motivate them to figure out how to break or modify their union. And um, I've given them all your information. So I'm hoping that you're, because you, um, they have lawyers, but they're getting shot down in the courts. Because the court says, well, you have a, you have a union. You should be, but they have failure to represent, but they're just going nowhere. They've gone to the courts. They've hired a lawyer, but it's just going nowhere. Anyway, so. Anyway, I, I think you'd be the perfect guy for the job to uh, to take over this union, and then you could you could buy that house in the Bahamas you always wanted. Yeah, well, I, Don, uh, appreciate, I, yeah, appreciate I, the I call. Appreciate but that. Thanks, Don. Yes, it, it, it's a good time to address that, Lior, as far as people calling in whether they're part of a union or non-union. So there's there's a there's a bit of a balancing act there, right? Yeah. So you know, you, you hear here week in week out talking about employment law. Uh, talking about uh, rights of employees. The things that we yes. talk about on the show apply to non-union employees, okay? Mm-hmm. So what you hear me talk about, constructive dismissal, wrongful dismissal, uh, you hear me talk about contractors, etc. that all applies to non-union employees. It doesn't apply to unionized employees. Unionized employees, their rights are outlined in the collective agreement. The law kind of stays out of that for the most part. And the only one that's allowed to enforce a unionized employee's rights is the union. I can't do it. Another lawyer can't do it. They can't do it themselves. It has to be the union. So that's why when someone calls me and says they're a unionized employee and they're having a problem in the workplace, I tell them, number one, I can't help you because I'm not allowed. Number two, the only one that is allowed is your union. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. You betcha. We are back and so good to have you along for the hour. We do it every weekend at this time. And uh, I'll remind you that when the show is done the rest of the week, you can always reach out to Lior and his amazing team ready for a chat anytime to discuss your matter. Just make that phone call, one 855 821-5900. You can also go to help at employmentlawyer.ca through email. And another reminder, that website is amazing. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is where you want to go for any other matters and uh, access to the severance calculator, free and anonymous. That's how you're going to use it. And have your eyes open up to how much severance you are actually owed. But here and now, toll free, you still got some time. one 399 9898 to join us live on the show. We are talking about things your employer most likely won't tell you. Not going to pull back the curtain on these facts, but we are right here. Next one is this. You don't have to sign an employment agreement if you're already employed, because that's been happening since and during COVID, right? It happens a lot. It happens. And because employers are starting to understand that that employment agreement is a very good document for the employer to have. So they want Mm -hmm. employees to either sign one if they hadn't signed one before or to sign an updated one. So anytime your employer is asking you to sign a new employment agreement, it's bad news. It's never good news. And you may think, well, okay, they're promoting me, so they want me to sign a new employment agreement, and that's great. But I promise you, then beyond beyond just outlining the promotion, that new employment agreement is going to have many other terms that are very, very problematic. 
I'm going to give you a few examples. One example is reducing your future severance. So an employer can significantly, significantly reduce future severance through an employment agreement. Essentially, to have you agree to accept less if you're ever let go. And it could be the difference between getting just a few weeks severance and getting two years severance. You can give up your rights to severance before or without even realizing that, that you're doing it. Another example, we touched on that earlier, is temporary layoffs. Your employer may give itself the right to put you on a temporary layoff. That's a terrible thing to have in an employment agreement. But if you agree to it, your employer can just decide whenever it wants to put you off work for months at a time. Another example is your employer can give itself the right to change your job, your hours, your pay even. So hugely problematic, of course. So all those things are things employers are starting to use in employment agreements. So if you're working, everything's fine, you've been there for a while, and all of a sudden your employer says, hey, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Employee, I want you to sign a brand new employment agreement. Be very concerned. And remember, you cannot be fired for cause or punished for not signing mm -hmm. that new employment agreement. You cannot be. And it's far better not having signed it. If you never signed an employment agreement in your life, that is the best thing. So that means you have full protection of the laws and there's nothing limiting your entitlements. At a minimum, if you're asked to sign a new employment agreement, I want you to send it to me. Send me a copy. Let me read it, tell you what it says and what it does. But very important, your employer is going to tell you it's not a big deal. Well, I'm telling you, it's a huge deal. So be very careful. You know, Lear, if someone's listening right now going, oh, God, you, you had to bring this up. I just did that Thursday. I signed an <laughs> employment agreement with the current employer. But they didn't give me anything, Lior. I just put pen to paper and walked away and went back to my job. Where do they stand as far as that's concerned? Well, then you may actually have an out from that employment agreement. And the reason for that is for an employment agreement that you signed, for it to be actually enforceable, you have to get something in return for signing it, in return for putting your signature on that piece of paper. So, for example, a signing bonus is one thing you can get in return, a promotion, a pay increase, extra vacation, anything that you wouldn't otherwise have a right to get. So if your employer says, nothing is changing, we're not giving you anything, just sign this agreement. Well, arguably, it's not enforceable, so you can get out of it when you need to. But that said, despite what I said, you should never sign an employment agreement thinking that you'll just be able to get out of it later. Okay, That's not a smart thing to do. Always assume that if you sign it, you have to live with it. That's why we don't sign unless we know exactly what we're agreeing to. Here's another fact that uh, your employer will not tell you going forward. If the business is sold, you don't have to accept a job with the buyer. That's right. So a lot of employers treated it almost as automatic. Well, business has been sold. New employer takes over next Monday. You're starting with them then. Well, not so fast. You, the employee, have a decision in that process. You can decide whether you accept or not. And if you don't accept... Uh, you decide, you know, you know what, thanks, but I'm not going to accept the job with the uh, with the buyer. You're going to potentially be owed your severance. Now, depending on the reason as to why you didn't accept, you either may be owed your full severance, if you have a good reason, or just your minimum severance, if you don't really have a good reason. But bottom line is, it's not automatic. You do have a say. And in, in many cases, you could still get your full severance, even though you have a job offer from the buyer. So if you're being offered a position... Uh, with the buyer, if the business is sold, 
decide what you want to do and, and, you know, make sure that that's something that you're, you're comfortable with. It's not automatic. You do have a say in the matter. Moving on down the line to something else they won't tell you, but we're, uh, we're cracking it open right here. You get overtime, even if you're on salary and even if the company hasn't approved it, that's for salary employees too. Absolutely. So very important with respect to overtime. So many people think, uh, even some employers that, well, overtime, it's kind of for hourly employees only. If you're on salary, it's just kind of all in, so to speak. No, no, yeah. not at all. So your salary, your hourly, it doesn't matter. You get overtime if you work beyond the threshold. Depending on the province you work, it's either 40 or 44 uh, hours a week that you get uh, overtime. But even if you are on a salary, you still get overtime, i.e. time and a half for any extra hours. The other thing, as John said, is a lot of employers say, no, no, we're not going to pay you overtime. Because we didn't want you to work. We didn't tell you to work. And you decided that's on you, Mr. and Mrs. Employee. No, not at all. If you work the overtime because you needed to get it done, your employer has to pay you that overtime. Even if they didn't ask you. In fact, even if they said, don't do it. Mm -hmm. But you did it because you're the good soldier. You needed to get the work done. It's not going to finish itself, right? So you had to work the overtime. They have to pay you. Your employer can't avoid paying you by saying, we didn't ask you, we didn't want you to work. So very important to remember those things. Your employer is not going to tell you that, but we did because you need to know that. Someone on salary is going, yeah, how do I, you know, hourly employees, pretty basic. We've all been down, uh, down that road, but how do I calculate overtime if I'm on salary? So whatever the overtime threshold did say, it says 40 hours, whatever you make in a week, we divide that by 40. That gives us an hourly rate. And one and a half times that hourly rate is your overtime rate. So if you work 43 hours, three hours, a time and a half, that's what you get. It's a very simple mathematical calculation. And as a result, as I said, salaried employees get overtime as well. Still got a couple minutes to go. You want to squeeze in a last-minute phone call? That is one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. But our next point of the employer, what they won't tell you, is you have a right to the same job after your uh, maternity or paternity, parental leave, right? Yes, you have a right to the same job you had, the same hours, same pay. In fact... If the job that you were hold, that, that you had before your parental leave is now gotten a pay increase, well, you have to get that pay increase. Your employer can't say, well, we're going to take you back to the salary you had uh, a year before, even though everyone else is getting more money. They can't do that. And the employer doesn't get to decide to keep your uh, maternity leave replacement. They don't get to decide that, well, we're going to take you and put you in a different job. Uh, they don't get to decide to let you go just because you took a parental leave. None of those things are legal. Your employer actually here has very, very little leeway. In fact, they have almost no leeway. They have to take you back the same job, same pay, same everything, really, that you had before. And if they don't do that, if they try to do something else, different job, or or not to take you back, God forbid, we have several violations here, employment standards, human rights, wrongful dismissal, you name it. Mm -hmm. So, no, your employer shouldn't do that if they do. And by the way, John, it happens a lot more often than you realize. You yeah. have to give me a call because the law is going to come down very hard on that employer. And that is just about it for another show. Thank you so much for uh, contributing through uh, phone calls. Of course, you can always reach out to Lior and his team afterwards now and have more of a, a lengthy private conversation. Always invited to do so. And to make that happen, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And your first line of defense, that first uh, website you go to, always pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's free and anonymous, and you will have access to the severance calculator 
as well at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next week here on the Employment Law Show. Enjoy your week. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.